Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory. Arthur Motes, the decade-long NFL vet. Wesley Euler, the wily coyote, pond hockey, long hair, having jabroni. WU alumni season ticket holder. It's just so nice for you, you know, uh, the decade-long NFL vet. I mean, that just rolls off the tongue. It's so easy. We're going to get there with me eventually. We'll, we'll find one. Hey, look, it's all good because I like how we got to go through your long list of accolades. <laughs> that, that's the difference here. Mine is very short. Oh, he's, hey, all right, decade-long NFL player. Ha, ha, cool, cool. Yours is like, nah, nah, nah. Pond hockey legend. Radio personality. <laughs> WU alum, WU season ticket holder, oh. and home of the biggest and baddest hair in all the land. Without further ado, I'm gonna, to, you. I'm gonna have to clip that, and then every time I walk into a room, just play. You know what? I'm gonna make that my ringtone. Actually, just let them know, man. You gotta let them know. Yins already know the drill. We're rocking here with you for the next 120 minutes. It's our two hours to talk that talk here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. A lot planned for you today, Arthur Motes. We've got some fun conversations about NFL bandwagons, Mm. about which college football team would have the best NFL roster. Mm. We're going to talk to our buddy Brian Backo here in about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, he's not standing us up today. Okay. (laughs) But we start, Arthur Motes, for what now? I think the second or third day in a row was some good news. And I can't – you know, it's weird now. Every time I say good news – I, I come back, I keep thinking of that Ma, uh, the Mac Miller song, Good News. Mm, okay, okay. News, Shout out to Pittsburgh. Good news, good news, that's all they want to hear. Shout and out to I, Pittsburgh. Because I think there is like an element of that nowadays where, don't get me wrong, uh, people shouldn't, and I don't think they are, people shouldn't be turning away from the reality of what's going on in our country right now. Mm. But at the same time, I think everybody's jonesing for some good news, Motsi. Yeah, and I think that it's important that we clarify that as well in terms of, like you said, we're not shying away from it, and there is no point in not being aware of what's going on from a national standpoint because if you're not aware then I mean what are you really doing in life that's why we have the news every day regardless if it was the coronavirus situation if it's the protests now if it was something big happening in sports like whatever it is you always want to be informed but at the same time we like to give you a little a little bit more variety mm-hmm. with this information because you don't want to be – I mean, this is just in life in general. You want to be diversified. You don't want to just only know politics or only know sports or only know this. So our job is to help with that diversification of that, you know, mm-hmm. that information for you. So that's our job. You got to diversify that portfolio. Got to do that. You got to diversify that information. <laughs> and you got to diversify the meat you use on the grill and the smoker, baby. Woo! We'll get into Whew. that sometime before – I, you know what today is. It's Friday. I hit the butcher yesterday on my way home, and Listen, we got some good stuff for the weekend. The Omaha steaks are in. Let's go. They're already sitting in it. The, they, they, they're in the sink right now, defrosting. So by the time I get home, it's season time, and it's time to get. Did you get the meat church seasonings? Did they come in the mail? They haven't dropped yet, okay. but but Hopefully but today. But I have the tracking device on it, so they okay. should be here today. So Hopefully I'm excited by the time about you it. get home today. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we'll have to talk about some some weekend grilling plans before mm-hmm. we get out of here. Uh, but Arthur Motes, we start today with good news, with some positivity. 
NFL coaches back in the buildings today. Mike Tomlin amongst them. That's um, my coach. That's my coach. If you've been on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, so far today, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. Mike Tomlin walking in with Pat. Uh, what is Pat's exact title? I know he's a security. I know Mac is like the head of security, Mac right? Mac is the head of security. Pat is. Does he work under me? Yeah, he's like, like under, He's like Mac's. If if Max the head of, or director of security, mm-hmm. then he would be the assistant director. Gotcha. He's like right under gotcha. him. Pat, he's like the VP of security. Yes, yes. Pat, and Pat's awesome, man. Good. Dude. Pat is great. I see yeah. him every day when I'm walking in. Absolutely. Uh, you've seen the pictures uh, of uh, if you see the pictures of a of a nice guy with glasses squirting, squirting hand sanitizer yep. into Mike Tomlin's hand. That's Pat. And uh, and yeah, so you've seen the pictures if you've been on social media. Mike Tomlin back in the building. Coaches back in the building. Arthur Motes. We're getting there. It's a start. Yes, we are. I mean, I feel, it feels so much more real now that you see Coach Tomlin walking in the facility. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the attire, too. The <laughs> all black with the black mask. Man, he walked you know in what? looking super official. He's dressing for the coronavirus funeral, baby. Bro, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, that's saying this is death to all the AFC North and everybody else in the NFL. I like it. I'm here for the funeral. And I loved it. I mean, he, he looks like a boss walking around that corner, man. So he really with, does. with that being said, man, like I said, the fact that he's officially back in the building, there is no more speculation. This was one of the first major steps in terms of things getting back to normal, in terms of sports continuing. Yeah. And just to see that, man, it, it, it definitely excites you. And if you're a Steeler fan, I mean, you're a part of history. That's even better because it's like, man, all these other coaches, some of them have returned, yep. but a lot still haven't. But the They're fact, waiting until Monday, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, they'll be waiting until Monday. So the fact that Coach Tomlin, along with uh, Zach Taylor, out of um, w- with the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. they were, you know, two of the, the, the main, first two, the I first think, this two guys. Morning, right? Yeah, depending yeah. on what, I, I'm going to just say that we beat Zach Taylor because, yes. you know, we always beat the Bengals. We always so, beat the Bengals. So if, if Coach T was there at seven, Zach got it at 7 one. And let's think about it, too. In that regard, nice little added advantage for the East Coast guys, right? Because oh, absolutely. If, if Mike Tomlin's getting in there at seven, I mean, what? Sean McVay rocking up at four a.m. Not I, a I don't, chance. I don't think so. Not a chance. So, <laughs> so I thought that that was man, that that was pretty groundbreaking. That was historic in that regard, man. And I just think, man, overall, it, it just sends a positive sign to not just the Steelers, but to the nation, though, to to, to the people that are, are 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 tired of being quarantined and they're hoping that things are going to start turning for the better. Seeing Coach Tomlin walk in there, mm-hmm. that gives you a sign of hope. Even if you're not a, a fan of sports, think about how we felt when we saw NBA players for the first time returning to their facilities. We all felt like, man, this feels good. When we saw UFC fighters fighting mm-hmm. for the first time, man, you know how this I feels feel about good. German soccer. I've been you, I've been glued every Saturday dude, and Sunday. Watch, watching NASCAR starting back up, it felt good. So now that you're seeing this, man, it just adds to that excitement. It just adds to that overall feeling of man. Things are turning for the better. And especially in a time like now where so much negativity and so much controversy surrounding this country, it's good to see these type of positive things happening, this type of positive impact happening. And what better place for it to happen than in Stealing Nation? The south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Arthur Motes, Mike Tomlin back in the building, coaches back in the building. What do you think is priority number one as they try and uh, hit the ground running here? Yeah, I think priority number one is working on the logistics, the logistical side of things, man, making sure that first off, we have smooth operations. Because as athletes, we we don't like a lot of chaos. 
We want our. I mean, we we get comfortable in the chaos in terms of okay, you're supposed to play on Sunday between the game, white lines, right? Right. Game got flexed from Sunday at one o'clock to Sunday night, or we got a Thursday night game, or is this or is that? We still control our environment, meaning month, leading up to the game, all those days prior to the game, we know for exact it's going to be this way, this time frame, this is what we're doing. Period. So we're creatures of habit in that regard. So when you're talking about an offseason like this and whenever, you know, if they do do a mini camp or if training camp starts, they are going to have to make it as smooth as possible so the guys don't have to deal with the distractions of, man, what time am I supposed to come in here? Oh, I mean, can I go this way? Am I not supposed to go that way? What am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to like? Cut all the fat out the way and let's (laughs) get it exactly to where you need to be. So I think that's uh, priority number one. All right. So if he's in there right now, he's saying, okay. When we're how how would we mock up a schedule? So if the guys were gonna be here, what would we be doing right now? How would we be implementing this right now? That number one, it's gonna keep them safe, and number two, they can effectively learn and get better. How are we gonna do that? So I think that's priority number one. Then after that, now you can start to get into the little nuances and and start working on your game plans sure. and, and the different. Um, uh, play installments and stuff like that, installing the offense and defense, special teams, stuff like that. But before you can get any of that done, you have to have a smooth operation. I mean, you've seen practice at Latrobe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of wasted movement. No. It's, we're they've here. got it down to a yeah, science. But we're going here now. Okay, now yep. that's done. And now we're going here. And the, you horn, no, the horn sounds yeah. and it's and, on And to nobody the looks confused. You know nope. that nobody. You don't have time to. Uh-uh. So that's, that's all about that planning element, though, even down to, okay, this is where they're going to enter the field. This is where they're going to exit the field. This is how they're going to do this. This is how they're going to do that. Like, all of that is going to be taking place right now. And that's what I would say priority number one is for Coach Tomlin. I think so, too. And it's it's exciting to, to know that that's going on, right? I mean, they've – I know that there's limits in terms of how long they're allowed in the buildings mm-hmm. and everybody down there and everything. But just to think that in the last five hours what the Steelers coaches have done, it's exciting. I mean, it Man, really is. And, and I know for them, too, they got to be super excited for the fact that this is their first time back in the building since when? I mean, they haven't seen each other like right. in, in the flesh since the combine? Correct. Since and, late and February? And with all the new coaches. But remember, not all coaches were going to the combine either. That's true. That, that, this is the first year where they were like, well, hey, man, we're, the coaches, well, head coaches go here, but the, uh, the position coaches, y'all go scout. Y'all go do this. Y'all mm-hmm. go do that. So that was different in that regard. And then think about the new coaches. Matt Canada. Yeah. This is going to be a chance for him to get around the guys. Any of the new assistant coaches through the uh, the minority coaching programs. Mm-hmm. All of that. All of those people are going to get their chance to get in the building together and ultimately feel the presence of Coach Tom because – I've seen the Zoom meetings. We've all seen them now online. They are cool in the sense sense of you're making the best of the situation. It's a nice tool to have in this moment. But we can all agree. Wes, you've seen Coach Tomlin speak at a press conference on TV, (laughs) and you've been there in person. That I have. It's night and day. It's a little bit different. So in that regard, the new coaches – and the old coaches, they're going to get an opportunity to get back around Coach T and feel his energy and ultimately make everybody around him better. And then from there, the next phase will be when those players get in there, man, and implementing that towards them as well, man. So I'm excited about it, man. I think it's a huge step. And like I said, if you're the Steelers, man, you have to be just – it has to just feel good. that To pep hey, in your step. Absolutely. Especially on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, you need that on a let's, Friday, man. Let's head into the weekend with some momentum with a smile on our face, baby. Absolutely. Make, make Friday the 5th is good Friday today. And nobody puts a smile on our face like Brian Becko. Uh, except when he doesn't call in. 
Uh, it hurts my heart. You know, he tweeted yesterday, though, that instead of Batco Thursday, we're now having Fridays. Oh. So, I mean, he's, so he's making gonna, it work. So he's going to hijack our Friday? He's making it work. He's going to hijack our Friday? I'm feeling some type of way. <laughs> we'll talk to our partner from the <laughs> Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Brian Batco. We'll talk to him about coaches being back in the building. He was also on a Zoom call yesterday with Steven Nelson. What's going on with the Steelers' defensive back this offseason? We'll get into all that and more with the Batman on the other side. So stick with us here. A lot of fun for the next hour and 45 minutes inside the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. To the phone lines we go for our buddy Brian Batko. He normally joins us on Thursdays. This is on Fridays and... Arthur Motes is dying over here. <laughs> Got some theme music for him. I don't, I don't know if Backo's picked up on it yet, but I think maybe he has now. <laughs> Mr. Backo, this was the, uh, this was the song suggestion here from, from, uh, from one Arthur Motes. You know this, uh, this backstabber song here to bring you in. That, that was his call, not mine. <laughs> Wow, that's, uh, that, that's an interesting play there, Moe. So, yeah, I thought my weekend was getting off to a nice start here with a, a lovely Friday. doesn't seem like it's going to rain, but uh, now I might have to rethink things. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm just, I'm just hurt over here, you know? I, I remember last week you talked about how you stood by the phone, the old school cord phone in the kitchen, <laughs> all the way till 11.59 p.m., and then you were just hurt and you went to sleep after that. So for me, all day yesterday, I, I just I was so excited. I came in here filled with glee. I had my children with me. I said, hey, guys, you're going to get a chance to hear the Brian Batco. You know, this guy's had the same phone number since the seventh grade. They were like, Dad, are you serious? I said, yes, he's so awesome. And I said, my son, he loves Batman. I said, great. We call him the Batman. He was like, oh, my God, it's Batman. He's coming in on the, on the phone lines. And when you didn't call, and when we tried to call you and you told us, you got to talk to Steven Nelson and do some other media work. If you could have saw the look on my children's face, they looked as if they found out that Santa Claus doesn't exist. That the Tooth Fairy wasn't real. That the Easter Bunny isn't really an Easter Bunny. And, and I just didn't know what to do, man. It just hurt my heart so bad. I tried to get him ice cream, didn't work. I tried to get him candy, it didn't work. All because of you, Brian. Batman, poor Batman. <laughs> poor, poor you Batman. know, the, the only response that I have to that uh, is uh, the wise words of, of someone very, uh, an absolute legend who said, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> and here we are. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, back up, buddy. A lot of stuff that we want to get into with you, of course. Uh, some things that Steven Nelson had to say yesterday. Coach is back in the building today. Um, but we've heard from, from Adam Schefter and from Roger Goodell and the NFL side of things that teams will not be permitted to hold their training camps outside of their facilities. Uh, nothing official yet on the cancellation of Latrobe and St. Vincent College from the Steelers, but is it safe to say that that 50-plus year tradition is going to have to uh, – to take a step back to, to stand aside this summer? 
Yeah, we're, we're unfortunately going to have to look back on 2020 as the year that the Steelers couldn't make it out to Unity Township, Latrobe, St. Vincent College, Westmoreland County, all of the above. And it's, it's something that you never really thought you'd see in your lifetime. But who thought we'd see a, a wide-reaching pandemic either? So uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, at least it's one of those deals where every team is, is in the same boat. And you know that Mike Tomlin's not going to make any excuses or spend much time belly aching uh, about the circumstances so uh it, it really stinks more i think for the economy out there and, and all the business owners that the steelers have, have come to know and love and, and vice versa so uh but it sounds like from from the statement issued by uh team president art rooney the second that uh, they're, they're not going to let this become something that affects them uh beyond 2020 and, and they look forward to getting back there in 2021 and, and beyond now have you had the opportunity to ask them, I guess, how are they going to, I guess, make up for some of the things that you're losing with that whole training camp atmosphere, being the team, camaraderie, the team, building element of it, them having the players out there, taking them away from the distractions. Have they went into detail in terms of how they're going to try to supplement that? No, they haven't, and it'll be interesting, most. I mean, you know as a guy who's been out for training camp at Latrobe, but but also has you know gone through many a practice down at the Southside facility. It's it's certainly a different atmosphere, and uh, yes, you you've got the same amount of field space. You you've got two 120 uh, yard football fields to get your work in. But uh, it's one thing when you're doing it on Chuck Knoll Field with all the rolling green hills around you versus uh, getting down to the Southside facility, where especially if the Pitt football team is is going through training camp mm-hmm. as well at the same time. I mean it. You're going to have to work around practice times and, and figure out uh, who's going to be taking up the majority of the space down there and when. So I know that Pitt uh, has their players stay at a, the hotel down the street um, from the facility. I don't think that the Steelers would, would have to you know, take those measures, but maybe for some of the younger guys, certainly who aren't here in Pittsburgh and settled yet, uh, it'll definitely be different. But uh, I think any time that you're spending as much time together uh, with two-a-days or, or film sessions or what have you as you are in training camp, doesn't necessarily matter whether you're doing it in dorms or you're doing it at your practice uh, facility and team headquarters. You're going to bond is my point. Mm-hmm. Now, have you heard anything, I guess along kind of similar lines, Mr. Batko, have you heard anything about the potential, the possibility that the NFL would allow some, uh, for lack of a better term, right, like a hybrid OTA minicamp type uh workouts get togethers maybe late june early july sometime before training camp you think there's any chance that they could still try and have some type of in-person off-season program i guess there's a chance especially when you see coaches like mike tomlin and and zach taylor from the Bengals returning to their facilities today uh the first uh, date they're allowed to do so and uh, you also see through social media a lot of players seem to be either trickling back into Pittsburgh if, if they were out at their respective homes for much of uh, the, the quarantine phase. But uh, they're going to get a chance now to, to kind of come back together and, and probably hold those small uh, group session workouts. But I, I don't know, Wes, if, if that's going to be something that the NFL really wants to give the green light to, uh, even as we're, we're all still kind of mired in this uncertainty. Yes, we're in the green phase now here in Allegheny County, which matters most for the Steelers and, and their coaches and players, but uh, it still seems like based on the reporting from uh, the Adam Schefters of the world that uh, we really might not have a, any kind of traditional uh, team activities uh, until training camp starts. And 
uh, we're, we're so deep into the offseason that I wouldn't necessarily blame the NFL if they do try to uh, proceed with that out of uh, an abundance of caution. Now, we all know in a regular offseason, the OTA program, it progresses. So it starts out initially as a rookie minicamp. Then from there, you got the OTA practices, 10 of them, and then you'll have a veteran minicamp. So obviously with everything being stuck as a online virtual meeting style program, how has the team, coaches and players included, progressed through this situation with those virtual meetings? It's we, we really haven't heard much about that. I mean, uh, we, we know that they're still doing their, their Zoom calls and, and they're really trying to get through the playbook, I think. And to me, most it's, it's much more critical for the rookies. I mean, the veterans, uh, the Steelers are fortunate enough to be a team with a whole complement of those guys coming back, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So you, you hope that you have a pretty good uh, basis of knowledge and, and your coordinators have stayed the same, obviously, from 2019 to 2020. But uh, I know Mike Tomlin has you know, said a couple weeks ago he really can't wait to get his hands on those rookies and, and try to get them up to speed because uh, you know, you've only got six draft picks coming in, but uh, it seems like a couple of them, maybe more depending on position battles, uh, would have a chance to get involved and, and be contributors to this team in 2020. And, and that's their, their learning curve is going to be steeper the longer they're, they're away from in-person teaching and, and away from having the opportunity to show the coaches uh, that they're starting to grasp all of these concepts that are being thrown at them. You mentioned the veteran element amongst this team, amongst the way the roster is currently constructed. Uh, maybe chief most amongst those guys, certainly on the defensive side of the football, Cam Hayward. <laughs> I'm sure you saw the comments, Brian, um, that he's kind of you know, facing the reality of potentially preparing for his football life after the Steelers heading into the last year of his contract, uh, no extension to this point, and saying that he knows how the Steelers operate with not negotiating during the season. Uh, have you heard anything along those lines, if there's been any talks, what those contract talks look like? And is maybe some of that stalling just because no one's been in the building, and now that coaches and staff members are allowed back in the building and they can kind of sit down together and discuss some of these things, do you maybe expect that to potentially change? Yeah, I think if there was ever a year where they do have to change a, a little bit and maybe gravitate away from how they've traditionally done business, it, it might have to be this year. I mean, we everyone has said it. It's it's unprecedented uh, what the NFL and, and all the other major sports leagues are, are going through here. I mean, yes, you've had years with labor negotiations hitting a snag and, and lockout years and strikes and things of that nature, but uh, never really anything like this where you know you, you just anticipate that salary cap kind of skyrocketing year over year with the TV rights deals and the amount of money that are going into the pockets of the NFL. But uh, this is going to complicate matters, I think, when you look at revenue and, and with all of those uh, uncertainties, maybe you are going to have to kind of hold off uh, on, on doing long-term deals or uh, at least make an exception for negotiating in season if you're the Steelers, which we all know they don't like doing. So, uh, I wouldn't necessarily jump to conclusions about, okay, if they don't get something done with this guy or that guy or him, uh, that, that it means they're ready to, to part ways with them after 2020. But maybe just be a little bit more patient and recognize that uh, a franchise who, who is as set in their ways as the Steelers might not have the flexibility to do that in a year that they normally would. Now, staying on the contract front, obviously Cam Hayward was the one who recently had that article with uh, Mark Kabali, But two other guys that are – 
in uh, their their last year of their contracts, Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, James Conner. Have you heard anything on the front in terms of extensions or even the conversation about negotiations even opening up yet? Well, with James, I mean, we, we did talk to him on Zoom on Tuesday, and, and of course he was asked about that. I, I think he said all the right things uh, about it, which is you know, not necessarily uh, surprising from someone like James Conner. He's uh, not really one to make waves or, or make a whole lot of headlines with his comments to the media. Uh, but, you know, it, him saying that he's only playing to win and, and not necessarily playing for uh, a, co- a new contract or, or trying to stay healthy, uh, you know, of course every player is, is smart to say that, but, you know, in the back of their mind, they're, they're thinking about trying to extend their career in the NFL, be it here or elsewhere. So uh, we, we all know that, uh, James is approaching this as, as a big year for him, and I'm, I'm sure he there is part of him that wants uh, the individual statistics to uh, return to where they were two years ago when he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, he obviously wants team success as well, but uh, every player has their, their individual uh, accolades that, that they kind of need to rack up uh, if they want to uh, career. And as far as Juju goes, I think a lot of people have speculated that uh, it could be a situation for him where uh, if he has the right type of production and, and stays healthy himself, that he'd be a, a candidate for the franchise tag, much like a, another former second-round pick who thrived in this offense and Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with both of those guys. Neither one will be an easy decision for the Steelers, uh, I think, but uh, I think there's a much better chance that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster could be here in 2021 than James Conner. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He is our guest here on Steelers Blitz. Uh, I was taking a peek at your guys' North Shore Drive podcast this morning there, Mr. Backo, and a lot of uh, talk in that podcast about James Conner and his offseason training. Anything specific in in terms of the health and the availability element, right? Because we know, and and we've seen videos of James Conner, we know that all these guys, at least the ones who are doing the right thing, right, they all work hard during the offseason. But what is it maybe differently that James is doing this offseason that he hasn't done in the past to try and, you know, have that availability all season long? He didn't necessarily touch on that too much, Wes. I mean, I think that would start with acknowledging that he's uh, had durability issues. And and I don't think James and and I don't think a lot of athletes really want to kind of admit to that sort of thing. Sure. especially when you know your own GM, Kevin Colbert, has pretty much had your back on that. I mean, yeah, he said all offseason uh, that it was a lost year for James because of those injury issues. But what Kevin Colbert has repeatedly said is that uh, they, they were acute injuries rather than something that concerns the Steelers long term. You know, it'd be one thing if, uh, if it were nagging things that, that kept him out. But uh, it doesn't sound like the Steelers are... Uh, all that concerned about James on, on that front. I know it, it seems like the fan base probably is more so than those who will actually make the decision on his future with the Steelers. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you look at that rocked up physique that he has right now, and it's tough to imagine <laughs> uh, anything uh, affecting him health wise. But uh, obviously, he, he's got to do a better job of, of staying on the field. Last year, it was the shoulder and uh, then it was some lower body stuff, and and some of that, uh, of course, goes back to his college career at Pitt too, uh, with the the torn ACL that caused him to miss a whole season. So uh, he, he's got a bruising running style. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I asked him about it last season when he was going through uh, all those injury issues, whether he'd have to change how he runs, and uh, he he had no problem dismissing that as, as something he can't do, and and he just won't do. So uh, for better or worse, uh, I think you're going to see the same kind of 
you know, hard bruising running from James Conner in 2020 as you did in 2019. I like it. So going forward, obviously with Coach Tomlin being back in the building and that being the first sign that coaches are coming back, what is the next step going to be for the coaching staff as they progress through this situation? I think they've just got to get caught up on simply being together. I mean, it's it's one thing to uh, do everything you would do in a normal offseason via Zoom, uh, and, and hopefully they didn't fall behind too much uh, over these last few months. And uh, I think it, it's good that a couple aspects of the offseason stayed the same for the most part as far as draft evaluations and uh, reviewing all your game film. But uh, at this point, you know, they, they've, they've got to now just uh, find a way to get some of these new guys on the staff involved from Matt Canada, who James Conner also mentioned is, is going to help them with his ideas and concepts. And uh, he cited an off-repeated Mike Tomlin phrase of he doesn't care where good ideas come from. So uh, if some of those uh, good ideas come from the quarterback's coach, then so be it. And uh, you've also got a new wide receivers coach in Ike Hilliard who's, who's got a pretty big undertaking and a big job in front of him when, when you talk about molding uh, that young group of Juju and, and James Washington and Deontay Johnson, of course, now inserting Clay's Chapel uh, Chase Claypool <laughs> into the mix. Um, and he's another guy who uh, I know he's been working out this offseason with former Bengals wideout TJ Hushmanzada. So if there's anyone out there who knows firsthand uh, what kind of shape and, and what kind of knowledge a wide receiver has to have going into his first NFL training camp. It's TJ Hushmazili, who's your mama. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say real quick, I like how he's messing up names because that's how we know he's really becoming part of the show. Oh, without a doubt. Because there's nothing more Euler and Moats than messing up names, baby. Oh, we're going we're gonna to flip some names on you now. That's what we will do. But now what I want to ask also, Brian, is – when you're speaking on these new coach additions, obviously I kill you. Shout out to him, man. We were in Buffalo together, and obviously Matt Canada. What has been the reception amongst the players via Zoom with these new coaches staffs? Like, I mean, with these new coaches, how are they handling them? How is their rapport building and things like that? Yeah, Deontay Johnson told us last week that uh, things are going well with with Ike Hilliard, but obviously they'll, they'll both probably have a better idea of, of their relationship once they can actually get there and, and do it in person. Uh, we've heard from a, a couple players so far about Matt Canada, uh, not only James Connor, who, who played for him in his offense at Pitt when they rewrote the record books for that program, but also Anthony McFarland from Maryland, who had great success when, when Matt Canada was both calling the plays and the interim head coach in uh, what I guess it would have been 2018. 2018. He was out of, yeah. Uh, out, of yeah, out of coaching last year. So, uh, but those are two running backs, and, and that's not necessarily the position group that uh, he's going to have his, his hands in. Uh, it's going to be the quarterbacks, and, and it's been a quiet offseason for the most part from those guys uh, outside of Ben Roethlisberger's 38-second Twitter hype video. Uh, we haven't heard from Mason Rudolph or, or Duck Hodges, and uh, those are two of the guys that you would impact the Lynch as, as well. Won't forget about him. Uh, that you think that the Steelers brought in Matt Canada to work with the most and, and try to improve that backup quarterback situation. So uh, he had, you know, he did a great job with Nathan Peterman at Pitt, who was one of those uh, passers who was a really good college quarterback and, and couldn't find the same success in the NFL. So maybe that makes you think that uh, Matt Cannon is a little bit of a quarterback whisperer, so to speak. And uh, the, the Steelers are a team that could certainly benefit from that when it comes to the depth in that room. Last one I've got here for our good friend of the show, Brian Backo. Find his work, of course, in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, I know you had a chance yesterday to be on the Zoom call with Steven Nelson. 
a, a really, uh, I think, a, a great first season for him in Pittsburgh. Brian, he, when I talk to people outside of Pittsburgh about the year he had last year, in a way it almost reminds me of Namdi Asamoah when he was in Oakland before he went to the Eagles and is kind of kind of fell apart. If you looked at him, his stats just on paper, not a ton of interceptions, not a ton of pass breakups, but it's because he's just so good in coverage, he's never being targeted. I think only 72 times last year, that's all that Steven Nelson was targeted. I know he wants to make more plays, but when you had a chance to talk to him yesterday, heading into year two with this defense, what was kind of the, the sentiment from, from him, what he's been working on most this offseason? Well, he definitely wants more interceptions, and uh, you know that that's been uh, kind of the knock on him at times throughout his career. And he, he had a breakout season in in that category right before the the Steelers were able to sign him. I mean, he he finally got three or four of them his last year with the Chiefs. But when you talk about Steve Nelson, I mean, he's he's one of those corners who really lets his play do the talking. He doesn't talk about X's and O's nearly as much as someone like Joe Hayden does. Uh, at least that's my experience from covering both of those guys for a year in the Steelers locker room. Uh, I think Nelson, uh, you know, really relishes that kind of one-on-one man coverage. He was targeted a lot when he was with the Chiefs, and and I think that kind of lit a fire under him for last season to to really lock down the wide receivers that he faced. And uh, it seems like he's he's becoming a key cog for this defense, no doubt. And and I was just as impressed, though, probably more so. Uh, with the way he fielded and, and handled a lot of questions uh, about athletes right now on social media and, and taking an active role and speaking out for, for change uh, in this country. And, and James Conner said the, uh, much of the same on Tuesday when we talked to him. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's nice to see right now because, you know, to those of us who are maybe more cynical or, or more apathetic uh, <laughs> about the state of the world, or, or even if just any adult who's kind of, entrenched in, in his or her own or his or her own view uh you know it might seem far-fetched that that an athlete in the nfl or, or the nba or, or mlb can you know shape someone's opinion but uh, there's ever you know for every high schooler in america uh who who will view a message differently if it comes from a, a james connor or a juju smith schuster or a tj watt uh, i think it's it's great if, if those guys can get through to uh, a segment of the population, especially the young people uh, who, who will look into something or, or take heed of something if it comes from one of their favorite athletes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I like it. I like it. All right. So my final question, after everything that's transpired in our relationship over this past two weeks. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> it's been a I, rocky I, week. I, I just need to know. Are, are you going to stand me up again next week, man? Or, 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 or can I count on you? <laughs> I, I just need to know. Because – I don't want my kids to be crying anymore, okay? <laughs> it, it hurts. So I just need can you, can you help me. Is it going to be Thursday? Is it going to be Friday next week? Or you want to take the week off? No, you can definitely <laughs> count on me to be back next week, Moe. I will do everything in my power to make it happen on our usual Thursday, not just for you, but for, for the loyal listeners out there hitting me up on Twitter. And, and you know what? I, I don't care if Roger Goodell himself says, Brian, I need to talk to you from next <laughs> to on Thursday. I'll just have to tell him, Raj, uh, sorry, maybe next week uh, I got a date with Moats and Yoler. Right, just push Raj, push Raj back to 215, all right? He can maybe, wait. Right? <laughs> exactly. Or, hey, we'll just, have to, we'll just have to do it at 1140. <laughs> Always come and correct. It's our buddy Brian Backo. Find his work in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Follow him on Twitter, at Brian Backo. Listen to him here every single week on SNR. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, and we appreciate his time as always. Mr. Backo, thank you, sir.
All right. Have a good one, boys. <laughs> you too, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. There he goes. Oh, that's a good dude there, Brian Backer. Hey, I man. tell you. I like that guy. You know, Arthur Motes, I think I could count on one hand all the pit people that I like, but he's one of them. Whew. Him and Shady McCoy. I like it. You. <laughs> you. You. All right, we're way overdue for a break here, but that's how it always works because we love chatting with our buddy Brian Backo. On the other side, Arthur Motes, which college would have the best roster in the National Football League right now? All right, so if you could, excluding James Madison, if you could, well, obviously, well, I mean, they would need you to come back out, and then they'd just be an unstoppable force. I totally forgot that. But of all the players that are in the NFL right now, so not all time, right? Right now, which college could construct? the best NFL roster. That'll be our fun kind of side topic that we kick around on the other side. So stay with us and get your tweets in as we wrap up the first hour. I don't even know if we've done this yet. We haven't. 44 minutes into the show. Hey, hey you know where to find us on Twitter, at Wes Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler on a Friday. We already got some tweets about the barbecues over the weekend. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. We'll let you know what we're cooking before we get out of here because... Every, you know what? It's funny, Motes. All of a sudden, everyone's turned into a backyard chef with all this cor- <laughs> with all this quarantine, and that's good. That's a good thing. That's good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we're not hating on that. We're not hating on that. Everybody should be. Uh, you know, nothing brings the family together like a nice little backyard barbecue, baby. Hey, you owe it to yourself, man. You really do. You really do. It's 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 just a. You know, it's like a life achievement. It's like leveling up. You know, the the more and more you learn on that on that barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur Motes, our fun little side conversation. One of the ones that we wanted to have today. Again, as we are in this gold rush of mining content here as i keep saying everybody these unprecedented during these unprecedented times as everybody continues to try and fill their sports content with sports information it's the great gold rush of sports content in our conversation today arthur motes which college football program has the best nfl lineup and we're talking right now right oh yes so not all time right now if you could pull the guys that are in the nfl place them on teams based uh, where they played college, who would have the best? Arthur Motes, when you're looking at it, it really feels like a three-horse race. Yeah, because, like I said, James Madison, obviously with me being retired, the stock goes down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We reloading, but we don't have the, the, the top-end talent just yet. And, you know, with WVU, obviously, if they had me as a broadcaster, that would really help their chances. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but, you know, I, I, I just can't leave Motsi here. You know, I'm, you know how it is, man. Uh, I'm, tie, I'm tied to SNR and Motsi forever. Yeah, man. We're, we're like Siamese twins in this situation, baby. <laughs> uh, LSU, Ohio State, and Alabama, it feels like really stand above the rest in this conversation. Yeah. Clear cut. So let's, let's look at these, you know, LSU – Joe Burrow, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They got a nice offensive line. Andrew Whitworth, Trey Turner, Lloyd Cushenberry. Mm. I mean, they've got some real talented guys. Leo Collins Mm. is an LSU guy. Then you go to the defensive side of the football. Oh, man. man. Oh, man. Godshow and Chase on and Deion Jones and Devin White and Tredavis White and Pat Peterson and Tyron Matthew and Jamal Adams. 
I mean, there's, there's. I mean, that is DBU though. That is DBU. I mean, you, Tre'Davious White, Pat P, Tyron Matthews, Jamal Anderson. I mean, Jamal Adams. Look Golly, at look at that. That's filthy. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, even their linebacker situation is mm-hmm. crazy. It really is. It, it really is. So that's LSU, right? Then you look at, at, let's stay SEC here. You look at Alabama. Roll Tide. Two, and it's crazy how you look at the quarterbacks for all these teams are so young. Yes, yes. It's really weird how like the, these top tier schools haven't put out. A you know a, a legit an Aaron Rodgers or a right. Russell Wilson or yeah, right. but Alabama Tua, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, OJ Howard, oh Josh Jacobs. I mean, look at those weapons. Look at those skill position players. That's insane. Ryan Kelly is your center. Wow, oh, man. Uh, Jonah Williams and Jedrick Wills, who are unproven but certainly have the pedigree. Ryan Kelly, who we've talked yes. about from the from the Indianapolis Colts. Then on defense, Jonathan Allen, Quentin Williams, I mean, C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower, Landon Collins, Marlon Humphrey, Minka Fitzpatrick. Wow. It's, it, it, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, especially when you look at the names for Alabama that are left off this list. Correct. I mean, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Calvin Ridley. There's a ton, a ton of talent there. And then you look at Ohio Listen, State. Oh. As a D lineman, they don't even have Marcel Darius at the right, right. Like, just think about that. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and then Ohio State, the other of the, the big three, I oh, think. Oh man, this is filthy. This, <laughs> this is, is filthy. This is nuts. Gosh. Dwayne, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this lineup and with Yo. the with the with the preface that Dwayne Haskins is the weak link of this offense. This is filthy. Dwayne Haskins, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Scary Terry McLaurin, McLaurin, Nick Vanette, J.K. Dobbins, Taylor Decker. I mean. <laughs> Corey Lindsey, Andrew Norrell, and then the def- Motsi. The defense, the defense is, is, yeah, go home. <laughs> Just look at this defensive from, line. Listen, from top to bottom, <laughs> this is insane. Joey Bosa, Cam Hayward, Jonathan Hankins, and Nick Bosa. And, oh, yeah, Chase Young. <laughs> then at linebackers, uh, you've got Raekwon McMillan. You've got Jerome Baker, both of the Miami Dolphins. Man. And then this secondary. <sighs> Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, Malcolm Jenkins, and Malik Hooker. I tell you what, yeah. I think Ohio State has the best balance of veterans and young guys. Yes, yes, they do. Because none of these other teams have really the the Malik Hookers and the Cam Haywards Correct. and the John and the uh, the, the Taylor the, Deckers, the Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, yeah I mean, Motsi, this is really tough. And I wish, Man. I wish one, if one of these teams had a a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes, I it think it would really everything. set them yes. over the top because yes. it's it's two rookie quarterbacks and a guy who's entering his second year that's still relatively unproven. But I think I'm going Ohio State. I I really do. Yeah, Ohio State's lineup, man, it's probably the most balanced. It's crazy, and that's just filthy, man. They are filthy. The receivers, the running backs, the the defense, like the D line, just itself. Oh. Like, I don't think across the board we've seen another position group like that with when we're looking at uh, Alabama or when we're looking at LSU. Like They've got some studs. They do. But, but Bosa, Bosa, Cam Hayward. Put it like this. You know what? <laughs> I, I will say this. That's insane. Because I said the only position group that's close to that is LSU secondary. Tredavious White, yes. Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and Jamal Adams. Those are the strongest position but, groups. And then maybe the, the, the Alabama – Offensive skill players, but yes. that's not one position group. But but I feel like when you're looking at the personal accolades of the the Ohio State <laughs> yeah. D lineman oh. versus the personal accolades of the LSU corners, it's just like yo, this is crazy, Insane. man. It's insane. 
Ohio State's defense is legitimately insane. And like I said, they don't just have the young guys. They've got the Cam Haywards. They've got the Malcolm Jenkins. You've got the veteran presence on those teams. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Ohio State. Chase Young is your flex. He was just the number two overall pick. Chase Young is your fifth best defensive lineman. Like, what? (laughs) Buddy. I think I'm going Ohio State. It would now, be, now, it'd be taking, a heck of a competition. Are you but taking think, Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa? If we're talking for, like, if this is just a tournament of these teams? No, no, no. If there's a draft coming out right now, okay. all three of those guys are available right now. That's a good question. Hey, listen, I was saying this all draft process, so I think I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say it. I think I'd go Tua. I do. Yeah. I've got a lot of high yeah. hopes for Tua. If he could stay healthy and, and kind of, you know, the Dolphins and, and Brian – or uh, yeah, and, and Flores, and they all end mm-hmm. up it being the – you know, the I'm doing air quotes here – the right situation for him Correct. to land. I think just in terms of their – if all three of those guys reach their ceiling, mm. I think Tua has the highest ceiling. Yeah. I would argue that maybe Burrow has a higher floor, but in terms of ceiling guys, I'm going Tua. Now, they were playing in a game with these offenses right here, though. Whew. I'm not gonna lie, I'm definitely rolling with Tua because we know, yeah, Julio, that yeah, that's insane. And Amari Cooper, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, Michael Thomas, he could ball without a doubt, but for me, I'm more Julio than Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, yes. oh, absolutely, he's, he's gonna eat you up underneath absolutely. the slants. He's gonna eat you up with all that, but Julio, there is no coverage for Julio. No, and you know what's funny is that is. In certain circles of NFL fan bases, right? Like if mm-hmm. if we were a uh, an NFC South yes. team. That's like the debate. Yeah. Is Julio or Michael Thomas? Julio, Michael yeah. Thomas. I'm a Julio guy too in that yeah, discussion. Yeah, because without a doubt, Julio's going to take you downfield. He, he's going to blow the top off. He, he's just scary. And we've seen <laughs> how he could end your career with 300 receiving yards in a game. We've seen him do that. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Michael Thomas, he gonna get you, he'll get you 20 catches in a game. But this is a different style. Dude, that's the craziest thing about this Ohio State team is, like, guys like Terry McLaurin who are only going to get better. Yeah, dude. Uh, guys like Nick Bosa who are only going to get better. Denzel Ward. I mean, that Ohio State list is ridiculous. Now, even though I do feel from an offensive standpoint, though, LSU, they have the wild card players mm-hmm. with Odell Beckham, Jarvis, mm-hmm. and Leonard Fournette. Because all three of those guys can get, like, nasty. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a little inconsistent of lately. You don't really know what – all right, it's going to be personality. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. But those other guys, though, man, like I said, with a Julio, Amari Cooper, O.J. Howard, I mean, that's, that's clear cut, dude. Dude, I just realized Alabama has Josh Jacobs as their flex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell you what, yeah, wow, and, and, and LSU having Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, again, I know he's unproven at the NFL level, wow. but if he becomes you know, a Brian Westbrook type that yeah, we think yeah. he can become, no, these rosters are ridiculous. I mean, they're ridiculous. Hey, you know where Brian uh, Westbrook went to school at too, right? Where did he go to school? Villanova. Yeah, man, shout out to the Wonderful Lay Boys. Shout out to them. Oh, you know, one of the things they have on here, Moats, real quick before we go to break, I'd like to get your opinion on this. They have the all-FCS team as well, too. Uh-oh. Or sorry, wait, no, I'm wrong. They have it listed as all non-power five. Oh, man. But they got Carson Wentz on there. Boo. Let's see. They've got Tyreek Hill on there. Okay, okay. Um, they've got Brandon Brooks from Miami of Ohio. Where is I'm trying to find this list. It's at the bot it's at the Dude, very bottom that's so of the disrespectful. list. Devontae Adams, though. Okay, okay. Travis Kelsey. Khalil Mack. Oh, let's see this throwing me off. Ed I Oliver. don't I don't like non-power five. Just put it I know. Yeah, I know. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I tell you what, this non-Power 5 team's pretty, pretty darn good, too. Darius Leonard, Shaq Barrett. Woo! 
Byron Ed. Jones and AJ Bouye. Ooh, Ed Oliver. That's now, see, nice, this, is, this is my only issue. It's a nice team. Tom, this is my only issue here. Akeem Hicks, Ed Oliver. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I personally would rather have put Hargrave over Ed Oliver if we're going nine power five because as of right now, that's true. Hargrave is the better player, the that's more true. proven player. Ed Oliver has the fanfare being a top ten pick. Good call by you. But he hasn't produced to that level just yet. Good call by you. I like that, Moxie. You know what I mean, that's, that's how I feel about it personally. Yeah, Travis Kelsey from Cincinnati. Jason Kelsey dude, dude. from Cincinnati. <laughs> this linebacker situation is filthy. Yeah. Wagner, Bobby Wagner, Darius Linder, Shaq what? Barrett. Whew. This is crazy. They probably got the best group of linebackers of any. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly, if you look at the Big 12 list, it's it's offensive. I mean, it's oh, really heavy. I mean, of course it would really be. good on offense. Yeah, I don't play no defense in the Big 12. We know that. I know. I know. I know. Except for Earl Thomas. He's the only one. But hold on, man. Even <laughs> on the off- – Are you looking at the Big 12 offense? I was I was avoiding the Earl Thomas. Okay. He's talking about playing defense and all that good stuff. I don't even want to go there. Jokes and jokes and mm-hmm. jokes and mm-hmm. Yeah, the Big Twelve offense though, Pat Mahomes, Joe Mixon, Tyler Lockett, Mark Andrews, C D Lamb, your boy Lane Johnson, my Stop. boy Quentin Spain. Dude, the O line though for the non power five is nice. With uh with real Ter- nice with Taron Armstead. Yeah. Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Eric Fisher. Batonio oh, is outstanding. Man. Yeah. That's a good that's a good That's low key. All that's right. good. All right. So since we're talking about offensive oh, line of these guys. I want to know why they got him at six though. It's disrespectful. It's very because I'm looking. You know at why him. they got him at six? Because they don't believe in your boy Carson Wentz at quarterback. I don't I have mean, an issue with that. I don't have an issue with that. They got Patrick. That's what I think they put the the non over the Big Twelve is because they got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. That's the that, that's got to be it. Because I'm looking at the. I'm like I don't see it otherwise, man. Yeah, I don't see it with the Pac-12 as much either. Yeah, really talented on offense, but kind of nothing on defense. Right, they're 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 not complete. Okay, before we go to break here, because again, we're we gotta we gotta get our we gotta get our clock back on schedule here, Motsi. Uh, Quentin Spain, who's listed as is one of the guards, the WVU guy who plays for yeah. Yo Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Funny story for you. Um, between my would have been my junior and senior year at WVU, I stayed over the summer. Okay. Uh, one because I was interning with the baseball team, right? And their season, like college baseball season, goes to like the end of June. Yeah. You know, when classes end at the beginning of May. So I was thinking, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be calling baseball games. I might as well be taking some classes while I'm here, too, right? I'm not going to have – like, I don't want to just sit around all day. Um, So I was taking, like, two classes, and I was working with the baseball team, and I I lived in Morgantown for the summer. Quentin Spain was in one of my classes. It was like a – it was like sports – it was for my sports communications minor. You know, it was like a sports law class or something, like like contract law or something like that. Quentin Spain was in my class, and – you know, summer classes, they're small. There's probably only 15, 20 people in my class. Max. <laughs> uh, 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 one, Quentin Spain just looks just – I mean, he's an offensive lineman. He's just three times the size of anybody in our class, one. And two, I'm a, obviously a, a huge WVU football fan. I knew that he was Quentin Spain from the first day of class. Yeah. So first week of class, I see him every day kind of waiting outside of our class building. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. You know, summertime, I wonder what's going on. Maybe he's just waiting for friends to link up. But I figured out what he was doing was our class was kind of on the outskirts of campus because it was at the Coliseum where the Mm. WVU basketball stadium is. He was always waiting for the bus Hmm. for the, you know, the WVU student bus Mm -hmm. just to take him like, you know, like two miles back into the heart of campus. if you will. 
So when I figured this out one day, I said to him, I said, hey, man, like, you know, we're walking out of class. I'm like, hey, where are you going? And he said, I live in Sunnyside. And I'm like, dude, I live right down. Sunnyside. I'm like, dude, I live right down the street. Instead of waiting for the bus, you want to ride? Like, I can drop you off. That's no Uh problem. Okay. So it started Arthur Motes where I would drive Quentin Spain home from class every day for about six weeks. Did we just become best friends? And and, and we are buddies. And, and, you know, we're like friends on social media and stuff like that. Um, But what's funny where I'm getting to with this story is. Every time I was driving a little tiny Mazda 3 at the time, right? <laughs> like a little Mazda car, okay? And every single time Quentin Spain would sit down on the passenger side of my Mazda. It was like hy- it, it was like hydraulics. It was like <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like 3 inches up higher in the air. So that's my dog Quentin Spain and that's oh, I like it, that's man. my side story and I'm sticking to it. Hey, shout out to you being a good guy too, man. You could have let him wait for that bus every day. I, I could like have, it. you know, and I, I would have offered a ride to anybody, but especially a WVU yeah, football got, got player. Right, I mean, come on. I don't want him, you know, I don't want him hurting his ankles or something while he's standing yeah. out there waiting for the bus. <laughs> got to save that energy for the gridiron, baby. No question. One hour in the books, another hour to go. We'll get to your tweets in hour number two, so get them in now while you can. At Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. 60 minutes in the books, 60 more to go. Inside the Electric Factory, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Successful. Well, that's good. Me too, kind of. Yeah, man, we're all successful. Yeah. We're in the land of the living. In the land of the living, baby. Hour number two, Inside the Electric Factory. You already know the drill. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, rocking with you here, having some fun as we always do. We're always a little, listen, listen, Motes and I are off the rails a majority of the time, but even more so on Fridays, baby. I mean, it's it's all about the laughs. It's all about the good vibes into the weekend. Arthur Motes is now over here. He's dissecting these NFL rosters, broken down college because he's his non-Power hey, 5 brethren. He just, he's not about the disrespect. I am not, and it's very disrespectful. But I got a uh, another discussion topic point here for you, Arthur Motes, all right? And I think you'll like what's leading off this one. The best, <laughs> and this is like, this feels like such a, uh, I don't know, like an NBA, like a European soccer conversation mm-hmm. for me, but the best NFL bandwagons wa- to hop aboard ahead of the 2020 NFL season, mm. all right? Now I'm going to preface, the Chiefs are not on this list, Arthur Motes. Because everybody's already on that bandwagon. Well, yeah, absolutely. There's no surprise in that regard. Right, right. So, but the NFL.com, the NFL.com, NFL.com put out a list. The (laughs) nine NFL bandwagons to hop aboard in 2020. Arthur Motes, number one on the list. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Arthur Motes. Let's go, Buffalo I know you can speak to this better than anybody else who we could possibly have here on SNR. I got to imagine the anticipation, the hype around this season for Buffalo Bills fans is the highest it's been since the early 90s. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, for that fan base, they always – I mean, because they're very similar to Steelers Nation in terms of how they support the team, but the difference is the Steelers give you reasons to support them <laughs> each and every year, man, with the amount of success, whereas the Bills, man – they they went through a phase a long hard dark phase where they were the longest they had the longest <laughs> playoff drought out of any of the other professional sports teams in the NFL man so when you factor in the fact that the past three years 
they've made it to playoffs two out of those three years. They've been very successful. They have their coach in place. They have an organization that gives them stability now with the owners. And now they have the talent on the field. They have a quarterback they're excited about that they believe in who took a big jump in his second season, opposite of what we saw from Baker Mayfield. So in that regard, man, they can't wait. And to add the ice into the cake, Tom Brady has officially left the New England Patriots. So now they feel like it's our division. Yeah, it's their division. They're the front runners. They felt like the past two years they've been in contention. They've been close to competing with the Patriots on that level. But now that Brady is gone, they feel like, hey, is theirs for the taking. So, yeah, man, the excitement level is extremely high up there. And it should be because they've done a really good job over the past four years of putting together they have, a, a, they've a drafted team. well. They've drafted extremely well. Their free agency moves, the trades that they've made have been very strategic to get into the point where they are now. And we saw even last year, now granted we didn't have our starting quarterback, but we saw the type of team that they put out there in prime time in terms of that defense and in terms of the moment not being necessarily too big for them. And I think that was the first time in how many tries that Coach Tomlin lost on a primetime game. Yeah, at home. Or like, maybe only the second time in his entire yeah, career with the so, Steelers, like a Sunday night correct. or a Monday night home yeah. game. Yeah. So, so I mean, you see that the moment wasn't too big for them in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, the excitement should be there. And, yeah, the bandwagon should definitely be getting packed. You're right. They've done this thing the right way. They haven't tried any quick-type solutions. You know, they haven't tried any quick-dry glue or any, uh, you know, Band-Aid on a shotgun wound. Right. They, they've been patient. They've built this thing up the right way through the draft, through the right moves in free agency. And, yeah, I man, it's got to be an exciting time to be a Buffalo Bills fan, something that you know, I haven't been able to say too much, uh, certainly in my lifetime uh, since, the, uh, since the early 90s. Number two on this list, Arthur Motes, speaking of Tom Brady and taking his talents south, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know how I feel about that because – I mean, bandwagon for 2020, I guess, yeah, sure. But I don't know. I guess if you're a bandwagon fan, you're not concerned with longevity. But at least for the Bills, right, you could see for the next five, seven, oh, yeah, ten absolutely. years they, that team being good. Yeah. Tampa Bay, it's going to be a one- or two-year thing. And then they're going to have to rebuild once Tom Brady finally decides to retire. But isn't that the definition of a bandwagon? Part of a bandwagon? You're right. I mean, you're right. They, they called me a bandwagon when I took my talents to South Beach with LeBron. <laughs> then they called me a bandwagon when I took my talents from South Beach to Cleveland. Then they called me a bandwagon when I took my talents from Cleveland to L.A. And wherever we go after that, wherever LeBron goes after next, I'll be, I'll be there too. All right? So, in theory, yes. Yes, we. this is bandwagon. And I'm all for it, man. When you look at the Bucks and what they did this offseason by – acquiring both Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. You look at the defense they had last year. I mean, yeah, they they officially are all in on this season. Who cares about next season? They're all in on this year. So, yeah, if you want to get your tickets on the bandwagon train, I suggest you start purchasing them now because once the season starts, it's too late. It's officially it's over. You cannot hop on the bandwagon once the season begins. That's Correct. not how it works. Correct. Okay? Then you're a flip-flopper. You don't want to be a flip-flopper. I want to be a flip-flopper. You don't, you don't have want to no be integrity. a backstabber. Yeah. Oh, hey, we know about those guys. All right? It's all about the integrity. You, you can bandwagon, but it's a proper way to bandwagon. There's rules to the bandwagon game. Okay? You got to fill out the permission slip like three Absolutely. months ahead of time. Yes, indeed, man. You got to have two parent signatures on it, too, man. All right? But I, I'm I'm all for that. But I do I do think that them at two is good because I think the Bills definitely have the chance for the larger, I guess, fan oh, gathering sure. and the continue because it's going to be more longevity in Buffalo. Whereas with Tampa, you know, you're looking for this kind of like a, a 
a summer program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I, I don't want a full-time job. Just yep. give me a little part-time thing. That's it, man. Yep. Yeah. And that's – I think, too, let's, let's be real with this. If the Bills, right, go on a run here of a couple years and competing for championships – It'll be easy for other fan bases to root for those guys mm-hmm. because they haven't had success in so long, and everybody I mean, you feel bad for them. A little right, bit. everybody admires Bills Mafia, whereas with Tampa Bay and some of the you know the Tom Brady, the feelings of oh, discord yeah. you, with you Tom go, you Brady, get the Tom Brady hate. Yeah, just not everybody is going to have a. I mean, hey, when I say everybody, there's obviously exceptions, but outside of Patriots fans, Jets fans, and Dolphins fans. I think a lot of NFL fan bases would have a smile on their face to see Buffalo Bills fans, you know, witness some success. They won't be that way with Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay's out there having success, there will be plenty of people that are not enjoying watching that happen. And, uh, yeah, so with that, I'm with you. I think the Bills are properly at number one. And speaking of another team that people will not enjoy watching them have success, number three on this list, Motsi, the friggin' Cowboys. Uh Fake America's team? Fake America's team. Uh, I mean, yes. Listen, if you're, if I'm looking at how the roster's constructed now, I think it's fantastic. Mike McCarthy kind of turned that offense loose. But aren't they – I mean, you could put the Cowboys on this list every offseason. They they're the definition of bandwagon fans here. Yeah, absolutely, man. They they can say, hey, we changed the, the, the shade of our pants to this color instead of that color. Oh, man, it's the gear. Cowboys win it all. It's the gear. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening, man. I don't want to hear it, but you're right, man. They they are bandwagon by default. Yes. Just because right. that's what... It's like the Yankees. Yes, yes, yes. They have, listen, Absolutely. and I'm not knocking, they have plenty of loyal fans who are yes. from Texas, just like the Yankees have plenty of loyal fans who are from New York. Correct. But they they just are bandwagon. That's, that's who the, they are. That's the way it goes. There's nothing against it. You need bandwagons, though. You need it because it, it helps you appreciate the non-bandwagon fans. It does. It, and it, it just helps stir up the interest and the oh, eyeballs. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the Cowboys. I mean, they're with there with the Yankees and the Golden State Warriors. And uh oh, hope Shonda isn't listening. Just, mm. just called out the Warriors. I heard. Uh oh, but you know they're going through a transitional phase right now, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get like the top five pick and then yeah. be right back at it. Exactly. They they are they are one lottery ball, oh. one, one one lottery ball away from going right back to Ooh. being most hated. <laughs> that's what everyone keeps talking about that mozi with the penguins uh because if because you know how they have to play in like the play-in round yeah if they lose in the play-in round they get into the lottery oh man and and the guy who is the prized pick of the nfl draft this year uh lafreniere is mm. his last name he's another french canadian obviously mm-hmm. and he's like one of the best prospects to come out yeah. in probably four or five years you know since like Connor mcdavid and austin Correct. matthews and all these i've seen all these penguins fans already that like what if the Penguins were to lose in the playing round, but they can get Lafreniere in the draft lottery? Sick. Oh, man. Sick. I would <laughs> love it. The entire league. 30, uh, well, there's 31 teams in the NHL. Yeah. 30 teams would be sick. <laughs> Let's uh, take another break here. When we come back, we'll finish up this list and get to your tweets. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Euler and Motes, and Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The best bandwagons to jump on ahead of the 2020 season. That's the conversation that we're finishing up here. We got through the first three. You can find this full list in the explanations on NFL.com. Arthur Motes, number four on this list. Oh, they really mean it this time. (laughs) This is different. New no, year. no, no, but this is different. New year, new team. No, but but it's different this time. The Cleveland Browns. 
Listen, Arthur Motes, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Or as the guy George W. said, we can't get fooled again. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I have said it's a Wesleyism, right? You can add this to the oh Eulerism we decided on. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, add this to the list. It drives me nuts when people say, oh, well, this team's never won before, so they can't. I mean, just look at the last five years in sports where we've seen the Eagles win their first Super Bowl, the Nats win their first World Series, the Cubs win their first World Series in over 100 years, the Cleveland uh, 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 Cavaliers win a championship, the Washington Caps win a championship. All these teams that we've seen that, oh, they could, the organizations that could never get it done. I'm sure I'm probably even forgetting one or two here. The Toronto Raptors. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. That was okay, a, so one in there. It's a, it, it is a Eulerism that it bothers me when people say, oh, well, this team's never won before, so they can't win. But, dude, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I'm just not. I Unless mean, Bill Belichick is their head coach yeah. heading into this season, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah, 1,000%, man. I'm with you. We, we've seen this epic pump fake, this annual <laughs> pump fake. <laughs> Where they, they get you all hyped off the offseason. They tell you about the new additions. They gas them up. And then the season comes and it's a big <sighs> deflation. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, man, I am not about to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You got me last year. I was like, you know what? Maybe. Maybe they, maybe they are for that beautiful 6-10 and 10 performance. And I was like, mm, nah. Won't get me again, balls, man. Last year during training camp, obviously the Browns hype was a big topic of conversation. I said it then that I still believe the Cleveland Browns were a year away from being a year away. I don't know if they're a, if they're a year away at this point. I think they're still a year away from being a year, a year away. away. From being two years away. I, I love how everyone's like, oh, well, now they have a real head coach. You know that for sure? They said that last year. <laughs> I mean, are, are, are we sure? I, I just, again, I, I know that this goes against some of my Eulerisms, but I'm gonna, they're going to have to prove it to me before I believe it. They definitely said that last year, man, when they were like, you know, we're going with Freddie Kitchens because of his relationship with with young Baker, and it's going to be a great situation and this and that and that and that. And, yeah, we saw that turned out. So until Mr. Stefanski <laughs> can show me, prove to me that he can be a legit head coach in the NFL, because we know it is very difficult. A lot of guys have tried. A lot of guys have had opportunities. But a lot of those guys have failed also. Yeah. I so mean, until I no see – that he can do it until he proves that he can be successful with all those personalities over there too, because it is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot yeah, of so, it's so a until, lot of egos to manage. Until I see that man, I'm not going for it, baby. You know who'd be the best person to coach the Cleveland Browns? Who? Phil Jackson. Ooh, ish. he's the only one who could balance all those Listen, egos. Man, after letting your your star <laughs> player go to Vegas in the middle of a season, and then you post that he was in Vegas as a part of his why he didn't play. Yeah. Or you want to go just hey, do some WWF in the middle of this, uh, this NBA final series. Don't worry about it. Someone tweeted, uh, someone tweeted Phil Jackson is like, was like a waiter in an Italian restaurant, spinning the plates of Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan getting into fights and punching each other in practice. Like, Dennis Rodman disappearing to Las Vegas and to WrestleMania. And Scottie Pippen delaying his surgery for three months because he was upset about his his contract. Oh, don't don't tr- don't try and tell me anybody's ever a better head coach than Phil Jackson again. This is nuts. <laughs> Phil Jackson, just just get him into Cleveland and get you know a real X and O's football guy to be his his right hand man, and that might be the best solution there. <laughs> Bro, I, I equated to like when when the the stuff on AB was coming out, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Whoa, 
Coach Thomas in with all this. You know what? Maybe he did have a better hole in that locker room than we thought. Mm. The fact that he was handling all that and they were still mm. successful. Yeah, that, that's how I look at Phil. I'm like, Phil, y'all did mm-hmm. what? No one ever said you lost the locker room and y'all had – oh, that was going – man, we talking about losing the locker room. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. That's it's impressive. It's mighty impressive. Number five on this list, another short-term one, but I definitely see it. The Indianapolis Colts. Mm. We've talked about this. Yeah, the quarterback is old. Uh, but other than that, man, that is one of the best rosters in the National Football League. Without a doubt. We like the coach, Frank Without Reich. A doubt. Uh, I mean, so well, many good young is, pieces on that team. Talk, when we're talking about this quarterback being quote-unquote old, outside of last year, he still was looking good. It's true. It's true. And and we're, we're still trying to figure out, was last year a product of his arm taking a step back, or was it the, the circumstance in the team around mm-hmm. him? Those are some of the things that we're going to get a chance to see this year. But, yeah, man, they, we'll they are definitely – they're stacked. That's a really good roster on paper, without a doubt. Number six, this is a long play here, the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. I We've talked about this team before. We both believe in Kyler Murray, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. They've got some nice pieces on the defense. You add in Isaiah Simmons, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um while the jury's still kind of out on Cliff Kingsbury, we think that, at least in terms of being a productive offense, that will be there. I, I still, you know what? I'm going to say the Cardinals are the team that is now a year away from being a year away if, if they have Ooh. one more good draft and offseason next year. But yeah, I think now it's a good time to buy stock on the Cardinals now. You yes. know what I mean? You can yes. buy low on the Cardinals now, and, and that could pay dividends a year or two from now. Absolutely. And I think the fact that they are still underselling. Whereas with the Browns They're last year, they, yeah. they went, hey. Now you're talking money. They were like, yo, us, Mad we're money here. Motes. Now, let's go. Mad money moats. And I think that was ultimately why the demise was that much worse because the expectations surrounding them were so much higher. Whereas right now with the uh, with the Cardinals, even though we're high on them, nobody else is really talking about like it's kinda like, oh, yeah. they're good, but you still got Seattle out there. You right. still got this. Maybe team. the best division in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, in terms of top to bottom, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I think all of those things are going to benefit the Cardinals in that regard. I agree. That's yeah. That's a buy low now, and you know, a couple years from now, it might be like you're sitting on Apple or Amazon stock. Oh, speaking <laughs> like you, speaking from experience here. Speaking like I might know from experience. Like you might know something. Number seven on this list, and I this is the one I disagree with the most: the Denver Broncos. There's you got to be a Drew Lock guy. Yes, if you're a Drew Lock guy. There's way too much cloudy situation around Drew Lock. Yeah. If you're a Drew Lock guy, then sure. I am not a Drew Lock guy right now. So for me, I'm just kind of like, uh, you just need to fill a spot right here. So that's why you put him up there. Yeah. I like Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. I like Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Uh, they've got some nice pieces on that defense, certainly. But yeah, until I know that the quarterback, until I'm confident in the quarterback situation, I'm, I'm not going to say to jump on the Broncos bandwagon. Not at this point. Yeah, I ain't doing it. Cincinnati Bengals, number eight on the list. Now, I guess a lot of the things that we just said about the Broncos, you could say about the Bengals, but I am more confident in Joe Burrow than I am in Drew Locke. I also think Cincinnati, we've talked about this, Motes. If Joe Burrow is a B-plus quarterback, mm-hmm. that offense has some really nice pieces. Especially that, if A.J. Green is healthy. If A.J. Green's healthy, if Jonah Williams, their offensive tackle, who kind of had to take a red shirt year, you know, their first-round pick from 2019, uh, you know, comes good on being a first-round pick. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got Tyler Boyd. You've got Joe Mixon. You've got a, a stout offensive line. T. Higgins. 
uh, yeah, you know, they've still they've got some addressing to do on the defense. The jury's still out on if Zach Taylor's the, the long-term guy to, to lead that franchise into what? the next era. Come on, era. man. He's a, he's a McVay understudy, bro. Come on, man. He's he perfect. He does know Sean McVay, so he's got to be on, perfect. man. Yeah. Uh, they so, used to go fishing together. That, that counts for something. Yeah, I would, I would have the, uh, the Bengals ahead of the Broncos. Still a lot of, of wait and see there, but I think you can certainly buy into some of the positivity. Yeah, without a doubt, man. But the, the biggest thing for the Bengals is going to be their struggles. They're playing in the AFC North. And we know the AFC North is tough, tough, tough. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the thing that's interesting to see how, especially Joe Burrow, how does he handle that year one? Because mm-hmm. like, that's a different division you're walking into. It is. From top to bottom, it's a different division. They like to hunt quarterbacks in that division. Absolutely. Last on this list here, Motsi. This is an interesting one to me um, because I think either way you would want to argue it. You could argue for it. You could certainly argue against it. The Carolina Panthers. Mm. I guess it all depends on if you think Matt Rule was a fantastic hire or if you think he was a risky hire. I guess that would be your kind of your barometer, right? Well, I mean, they 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 love the the Southern Baptist preacher style <laughs> message he gave to the in his uh, press conference opener. You know, they they love that. And you know, he said all the right things and he looks like the ultimate motivator, but like I said, it's a little different between the college style mm-hmm. and the pro style. So, I'll be interested to see how he handles that the the well, it used to be a benefit would be that he was in the NFC South. Now, not so much, not man. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, I – hey, I look at what Matt Rule did in college, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like he went to Ohio State or LSU or Oklahoma and had a bunch of success. I mean, he was having t- ten win, multiple 10-win seasons at Temple. And then he went – took over Baylor in one of the darkest places a college football program has yes. ever been <laughs> and, and went from a one-win season That's to, an understatement. To, to multiple to multiple double-digit wins to playing in the Big 12 championship game last year. So, hey, I, I think there's a good chance this guy can coach. But, yeah, I, you've, you've seen that happen with so many times, the college to the NFL transition. Hey, it's worked out before, but it's, it's, it's kind of crashed and burned plenty of times before too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Carolina Panthers another one of those – you can buy stock low now, and uh, depending on what happens with Teddy Bridgewater with the rebuilding of that defense, Teddy two gloves. That you know that stock could could have some nice dividends in a couple years. But yeah, I think it all depends on how you feel about Matt Rule and kind of waiting a year or two to see how that process plays out. Yeah, man. Either way, though, I think it's going to be a. I think it's still going to be positive for them with Matt Rule, but I just it's difficult because he's walking in behind Riverboat Ron Rivera. And we know the type of success that he had down Other there. Other than winning a Super Bowl, he accomplished everything possible. Yeah. I mean, and he took him to a Super Bowl. Yep. 15 and 1 Absolutely, season. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, literally everything yeah. else besides the, the Lombardi correct, trophy correct. on the mantle, yeah, he they accomplished. Did it. Man, he Division. had an offensive MVP. He had a uh, uh, defensive MVP. I would say, yeah, man. And these are guys, titles. these are his picks, too. 15 and 1 season. I mean, checked all the boxes. Man. Made football. The king in a market where it's let's be honest, a, a college, yeah, a college yeah. football dominated market. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron, Riverboat Ron again. If he had the Lombardi on his mantle, we'd talk about him. It's one of the best coaches in the National Football League. Yeah, that's that's not the easiest act to follow, right? It's it's not like Matt Rule's taking over from a complete disaster. Correct. He's not walking in the building after Freddie Kitchens. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, expectation a little low over there, man. So a little bit different. You know, anything it's the fancy, man. If you could just look competent, man, you we got out here. <laughs> that's the list again. If you want all the explanations and everything from the NFL's perspective, NFL.com's perspective, you can find that article there. Last chance to get your tweets in on what we just discussed on anything on the table today on your weekend plans. Whatever you want to holler at us about, you know where to find us 
at Wes Euler at the body 52. The body. And you you see, you like the little pause right there? I, I, I saw the waves, like, wait for it. Yeah, keep everybody on their toes. Wait for it. The body. You got to keep everybody on their toesies. That's how you do it, baby. That's uh, how you about do it. 13-ish minutes to go here on the show. 15 <laughs> minutes to go here on the that show. That so, math so, education, baby. So get Best those, in the business. Sit, get those tweets in now or forever hold them until Monday. We'll, we'll wrap up the show, wrap up the week on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Electric Factory Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up the show on a Friday, as we always do, with your tweets on the dot com. And Motsi, right here, right away, Evan's trying to get me fired up here on Twitter. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He, tweet, he tagged me in this and said, Wesley Euler might have a word or two to say about this. Uh, based on 2020 data from the Public Information and Statistics Society, America's favorite fast food restaurants by state, Pennsylvania's is Subway. Whoa. Arthur Motes, I'm going to say this real clear and concise, huh? all right? And I know this might offend some people, but you know what? Subway. I don't care. Subway is garbage. Ew. Garbage. All right. The only thing I like about Subway is, is, is my boy TJ in his commercial. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's take, it. Man, take your backside to a deli, to a DeBella's. Subway? To a Firehouse Subs. Firehouse kills Subway. Seven days out the week. And listen, I'm not trying to offend anybody here. If you like Subway, you like what you like. But just know, it's garbage. What? And I say this as somebody who my go favorite. Go to Jimmy John's. Go to Oh, there's so many better. Even Quiznos, before they started going under everywhere, was better than Subway. What? Now, I say Subway is garbage with the full self-awareness. Go to that, Jersey Mike's. See, you just keep naming them. You're right. Go what? To, go anywhere. Subway? Go to a local deli. Subway? Go to the grocery store and go to their deli. It's better than Subway. Subway? What are we talking about here? Man, go get you a, a, a piece of bologna and two pieces of Wonder Bear for all that. Subway? Subway? What? Subway? Go to Peppy's. You ever had Peppy's? Go to the gas station. Go, go to Get-Go. Go to, go to Get-Go or Sheets. Get the MTO. For myself, people go to Walmart. If they, I don't even know they got Wawa up here. Go to go to Wawa. It's su- Subway garbage. G A W B I G. Subway garbage. Come on, man. And I say this with the full self awareness that my favorite fast food restaurant is Taco Bell. <laughs> I love the Diablo sauce at Taco Bell. In fact, I have a cabinet strictly. Let's see. Designated for Diablo sauce okay. from Taco Bell. Real quick here. Let's see what some of the, the neighboring states. Uh, Ohio is Skyline Chili. Shocker there. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia is Chick-fil-A. Shout out to my good people How in West Virginia. How they get Chick-fil-A? They love Chick-fil-A in West Virginia. And we love Subway? We love Subway. What? You're going to like this too. Your VA people. Popeyes are church. McDonald's. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I ain't tripping on that. 
we so we're surrounded we're surrounded by we're surrounded by McDonald's and Chick Fil A, but we get Subway. Subway. Maryland, Carl's Jr. Yo, Carl's. It's kind of like Hardee's. Yeah, it's Hardee's. Yeah. It's fire. It's it's good. It's real good. New York Sbarro Pizza. No way. That's commercial. And it's too many like legit pizza spots up here for it to be some ah Sbarro. Louisiana is Popeyes. Texas gotta be Popeyes. Is, is Popeyes Whataburger. Is awesome. What is Florida? Florida is Checkers Dave and Buster's. What? That's that's not fast. Well, I guess it's favorite food chains, so it's not just oh, fast food. Okay, okay, because okay, like New okay. Jersey's is Olive Garden, more like Olive Garden. You know why? Because they try to give you the whole New Jersey, the Italian, the Sopranos. Then I eat that Olive There's Garden. There's a lot. A lot of the West Coast states are in and out. Obviously, Washington, Seattle, you know, Nevada, uh, California. Man, uh, we're rallies and checkers. Who, who has that? Rallies and checkers. I saw Did it they make on the list? here. Yeah, once. Uh, Tell me in the South, right? North Carolina. Yeah, let's say somewhere down there. Okay. Tennessee is Long John Silver. See, even though this is garbage. weird, right? I would put rallies or checkers for Florida. I would put um, cookout or Bojangles so for like good. a North Carolina. Cookout's so good. Yeah, that, that to our me is like Northern, North Carolina. Our Northern brethren don't understand the they wonders don't. of cookout. They don't, man. Oh. Oh. This is, there's some good lists here. Oklahoma's is Tim Hortons. Interesting. See, I would think that would be Buffalo. Or, uh, New York. Because uh, well, they go to New York. but they must, love that co- they must love that coffee there. in Oklahoma. Tim Hortons is massive. Yeah. But that's not really food, though, right? No, they, they do have food, too. It's, it's, they're more known for, for no, no, coffee. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, but, like, if I'm saying a food chain. I would not think Tim Hortons. No, Tim I think Hortons it is isn't a, a coffee, food. Right, a that's like chain. a Dunkin' Donuts, like a Starbucks. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, Starbucks sells food. This is good. You know what Illinois is? Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, oh, they, I, I thought they had a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but hold on. No, no. Evan, they, they, Evan just got they're, they're not Chuck E. Cheese no more. They're, they're called Pasquale's. That's right. They're Pasquale's, Pasquale's Pizza. Pasquale's, all right? Since Pasquale's Pizza. You know? Uh, Evan knows how to push our buttons, I tell you. Subway, though. Subway. Come on, Pennsylvania. The disrespect. <laughs> Subway. What? Subway. Come get, on. Get out of here. Uh, Thrash says, since the Steelers will have a longer preseason and training camp with the Hall of Fame game participation, um, could they potentially have a kind of almost a condensed version of their own OTAs with that extra time? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I, I definitely think the the Steelers and the Cowboys will be counting their lucky stars, will be feeling blessed that they're the teams to have the Hall of Fame game this year. Yeah, I'm not breaking any news That's going to give them additional practices, additional time. Um, Just more time together. Yeah. As a whole. I mean, at, at, least, yeah. at least an extra week at minimum. Correct. And, yeah, and so, so I'm, I'm, that'll yeah. help. That'll help. Got it out. Harry asks, what do you think happens to Friday Night Lights this summer? It's a no-go. It's a no-go. Unless there's some loosened restrictions that they could allow a couple thousand people into Heinz Field, but I got to think it's a no-go this summer. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because last year at Friday Night Lights. But they have Friday Night Lights, but they also have the – Arthur Motes is the star of the show. Oh, (laughs) chill out, man. Chill out. But they do have uh, the family night thing usually at Heinz as well. So that's just mm – I got to think both of those might be scrapped this yeah. summer, unfortunately, which yeah. stinks because those are great opportunities for people to come back and retire as a Steeler. To come back and retire as a Steeler if you're Arthur Motes and just a chance for people to bring out the whole family for a to very, get an, very up, an up close, more cost friendly, more cost friendly, more, more intimate like situation. Yeah. yeah. Russell says, as my Twitter goes away here for a second, all right, we got it back. Uh, happy Friday, guys. 
<laughs> Why are all everyone Steelers related so good with the barbecue? You guys, batch cam to it. Yeah, I'm crashing all your guys' barbecues. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's something hey, in the water man. here in Western Pennsylvania. Maybe, baby. And uh, Russell also adds that Steelers Nation needs to listen to Rage Against the Machine. They've been mm. they've been preaching this message for ten years. They've been longer than that since yeah. the early nineties. Yeah. I love Rage Against the Machine. They're one of my favorite bands. I'm bumming won't get to see them this summer, but again, it I, I, it I get it. All my, my four or five concert tickets that I got refunded for, that's why I went out and bought the smoker. I got all this money back from Ticketmaster. I like it. And uh, Joseph here says, from the intro, it sounds like Wes is a high-ranking guy from Game of Thrones with all these nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Gregory. This is the last one here from Gregory. Um, he uh, wants to know, what's the best way to barbecue a rat bird? Can you smoke a rat oh, bird? Oh, man. We, don't, we ain't got no love for rat birds, Gregory. Not at all, man. In fact, I wouldn't even get a rat bird to my dogs. <laughs> so I feel about it. No doubt. No doubt. Arthur Motes, I don't know about you, but here's what's on the, uh, the, at, Euler's, at Euler's Pit Boss, Inc., uh, I got a whole chicken, right? Mm, I'm gonna okay. do a, I'm gonna do a beer butt chicken tomorrow. Okay, I like it. You know where you kind of carve out the center yeah. of the chicken, put it on top of a, a beer, and let it let mm -hmm. it smoke in there for a couple hours, get all moist and everything. Side note: Budweiser or Heineken? I've found the two best beers to use for beer butt chicken. Mm. And then Sunday, I got a four and a half pound pork shoulder. Oh, that go I'm to gonna work. I'm gonna smoke for about nine ten hours, go and uh, and then I'll be able to have that. You know, that'll give us some nice meals throughout the week too for wifey and I to be able to take for lunch and everything. So I like it, man. Beer butt chicken tomorrow, pork shoulder on Sunday. I don't know what we're gonna do tonight. I might do burgers tonight. We might just get some takeout tonight. I'm okay. not sure. See, I have my steaks tonight, man. Got me a couple porterhouses. Need that couple fillets. The kids like the fillets. Lobster tail. Some shrimp. Gonna make a little. Kebabs, you know the little kebabs. Ooh, Gonna make like a little it. couple of those, man. I like it. I'm still 50 50 in terms of if I want to just grill the steak or if I want to smoke the steak. Ooh. We talked about the smoke, smoking of the steaks before, mm -hmm. man. So I'm kind of on the fence right now, which one I have I want to decide on yet. Then uh, probably tomorrow or Sunday, wing time, baby. Ooh, Chop them like up, it. season them up, sauce them up, get the kids what they need, man. Mm -hmm. The kids, they love the grill wings from Big Daddy. So I that's what it. I'm going to give him, man. I love it. Yeah, Morgan and I have been doing wings like every weekend. And that's why I just decided to switch it up. I'm going to do the whole chicken this time. I, Motes, I got nine, four and a half pound chicken and four and a half pound pork shoulder for the weekend. I mean, I Morgan and I might You're as well good. start. We might as well start a food pantry on Monday. You're good. You're good. <laughs> We're set to go. Shoot, I'm still eating my chicken that I grilled. Uh, would have been Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday. That's like, the best we, part. I chopped it up, put it in my salad. My wife had one in her salad. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, going you know to work People, I used to always say this when I was living by myself before you know Morgan and I got married. When I was in, in Youngstown working for the hockey team and on the road all the time, I would always say it's impossible to cook for yourself. And it kind of is in a way, but if you plan to cook for yourself with the leftovers in mind, then you're good. Then, then, then you're golden. You're, you're absolutely golden. That's what I've learned as I get here older in life. Motsi, that'll do it for us this week. Big thanks to everybody today and all week for their participation. The Power Grid on Twitter, you know we love you guys. You make it more fun for us. You make it easier for us. And we just love the... You know, that's what a radio show is a community in a lot of ways, and, mm -hmm. and we love you guys. We really do. And a big thanks, of course, to our guy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette yes. for joining us. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> hey, a day late, but better late than never, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so everybody, enjoy your weekend. Get out there. Uh, you know, do what you can safely. A lot of these places reopening. Uh, a lot of cities. Pittsburgh, you know, in the, in the green today. Allegheny County in the green today. 
Um, wherever you're at, if you can safely, you know, take all the right precautions if, if you don't have any health risks or anything. But get out there and support some small businesses this weekend. Moats, this morning, real quick, before we get out of here. Uh, the place that I get my hair cut, right? I'm just a, I'm an easy, like I go to sports clips or I go to super cuts or something like that. Cause you mm-hmm. know, I just need a little trim of my hair anyways. I don't do anything fancy. I looked this morning at 840, six hour waits for haircuts what? and cranberry already at 840 this morning. Yeah, bro. You six sure. hour haircut. So and, but if, if you're getting a haircut this weekend, if you're going to your favorite brewery, if you're picking up some takeout food, if you can right, for the health reasons and the financial reasons, get out there, support some of these small businesses and uh you know like the Steelers back in the facility let's let's get things back rolling here slowly and safely yes but let's get them going let's do it and we'll talk to Yins on Monday everybody have a great weekend same time on Monday high noon of course knuckleheads and as always on your 24/7 home of the black and gold Steeler Nation Radio